with uh, with uh, the first time we see Moshe meeting Hashem. It's interesting that Moshe Rabbeinu, he comes to uh, the burning bush, and uh, he's having this discussion with Hashem, and uh, they're talking about, uh, okay, go and save my people. And uh, Moshe turns to Hashem and he says, Vayomer, be Adoni, please, my master, shelach na beyad tishlach, send in the hand of the person you're going to send. Send someone else. Don't send me. Now, we know Moshe didn't want to go, but what was the reason Moshe didn't want to go? So the rabbis tell us that Moshe did not want to go because he didn't want to do half a job. He didn't want to do a partial job. He wanted to finish the whole job, meaning, if you're going to tell me to save the people, I want to save the people, I want to be the Mashiach, and that's it. Finished, all done, we're, we're done, we're over. And uh, so, uh, says, says, says that Moshe realized that, uh, okay, it's not going to be him. One of the interesting things we, uh, we had questions on this week, a number of people questioned us about Moshe Rabbeinu last week, uh, the sin of Moshe Rabbeinu. What was the sin of Moshe? Did he sin? How did he sin? But it seems that the reality is that when Moshe shows up at the burning bush and he says, Shelach beyad, you know, Shelach na tishlach, send with whoever you're going to send, Moshe realized that he wasn't going all the way. He realized that uh, from day one that, that he wasn't going to be the person to complete the process. And uh, one of the interesting things is in order to complete the process, in order to grow, a person has to have levels of challenges. The rabbis tell us that Moshe was like the sun. B'nai Israel were like the stars. Yoshua was like the moon. In the sunshine, we can barely see the moon and we really can't see the stars. So in order for the stars to shine, in order to give a chance for the people to shine, it was necessary for Moshe not to be in the picture. So now Moshe, in the very beginning, is realizing, you know, I'm not going to complete, but send, send the guy who's going to finish the job. Send the guy who's going to do the whole thing. It's interesting, Targum Yonatan writes, he says, he says, who is he talking about, Moshe? And he says, send now the person who you're going to send, send Pinchas, who you're going to send in the end of days. So now the first time Hashem is meeting Moshe, Moshe is telling Hashem, don't send me, send Pinchas, my brother's grandson, instead of me. Huh? Isn't he referring to Eliyahu Navi, who's going to come at the end of the days? But we know that when we have a Brit Milah, we have a song, and what do we sing? Pinchas hu Eliyahu. Pinchas is Eliyahu. How is Pinchas Eliyahu? How is he Eliyahu Navi? So we see Moshe Rabbeinu, in the very beginning, he comes to Hashem and tells Hashem, Hashem, don't send me. Send the guy who's going to finish the job. The guy who's going to finish the job is my great nephew Pinchas, who is also Eliyahu Navi. Which one is it? So we have to understand a little bit of difference between a Gilgul, a reincarnation, and an Ibur. An Ibur is a pregnancy of a soul, it's translated. It's actually a soul adding on to another soul to assist that first soul. The way the rabbis explain it is that when Pinchas went to strike Zimri and Kozbi, that's at the very end of last week's parasha, and that's how we begin this week's parasha. So you see Zimri took the woman Kozbi from the Midianites and he brought her in his tent. He challenged Moshe and said, you're allowed to take a Midianite, I'm not. 
he went to sleep with her, and Pinchas comes, and Pinchas is going to go while they're in the act, and he's going to take them with a, with a spear, and he's going to kill them. Now what happens is he goes into the tent, and he becomes very, very afraid. When he was so afraid, Pinchas, his soul left him. The neshama Pinchas flew away. As the neshama Pinchas flies away, what happens? Two neshamot come and enter together. Two neshamot come and enter the body of Pinchas to give him strength. Who are those two neshamot? His uncles, Nadav and Avihu. The two of them who died come back into Pinchas. That's why it talks about Pinchas as if he's the son of Aaron. Interesting, because he really has the soul of the two sons of Aaron. In addition to the souls of Nadav and Avihu, because they don't only come in pairs, there's always an odd number it seems. Eliyahu Hatishbi comes into Pinchas. There was a soul already, maybe a soul as a level of an angel, it's hard to understand, which is called Eliyahu Navi. And this soul comes in with Nadav and Avihu into Pinchas. Now, hundreds of years later, Pinchas is still alive. We see in the Tanakh that Pinchas is still there in the story of Yiftach and Yiftach's daughter, when Yiftach makes a vow. What happens is Pinchas should have nullified the vow of Yiftach when he said the first two is going to come out, I'm going to sacrifice, it was his daughter. Yiftach's vow should have been nullified by Pinchas, but Pinchas was punished because he didn't go to Yiftach to do that. And therefore we see that when Hashem gives him breach shalom, if you look at the vav, there's a break in the vav. Why is there a break? Because he messed up a little bit with Yiftach. When he messes up with Yiftach, Pinchas, this is maybe 300 years after we're talking about now, what happens? The soul of Nadav and Avihu leave him, and they go into who? Shemuel HaNavi, Samuel the prophet. The rabbis explain that at that point he retained the spark of Yosef. The souls of Nadav and Avihu come back later to join him, along with the other parts of Eliyahu, which is Related, the rabbis explain there's Eliyahu Hatishbi, there's Eliyahu Hagiladi, there's Eliyahu Hanavi. These are all different aspects of the soul of Eliyahu. We have Eliyahu as a spirit that jumps the world. We also have Eliyahu in a body who comes and visits people sometimes. It gets very wild with regard to Eliyahu. But the, the idea of Pinchas and Eliyahu is more or less it's a, involving Ibor, meaning a pregnancy or an added soul to an existing soul, rather than a reincarnation. Of Pinchas, we read that Hashem says to Moshe, Pinchas ben Elazar, ben Aharon HaKohen, He turned back my wrath from Bnei Israel when he zealously avenged me among them, so I did not consume Bnei Israel. Therefore, give him my covenant of Shalom, Brit Shalom. It says, Yalkut Shemoni, Lachen, Emor, Therefore, know that I'm giving him my covenant of peace. Amar Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish. Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish says, Pinchas hu Eliyahu. Pinchas is Eliyahu. Amar lo HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem said to him, Ata natata shalom ben Yisrael ubeni, ba'olam hazeh. You created peace between Bnei Yisrael and me in this world. Also in the future, You will be the one who will also make peace between me and my son, meaning Bnei Israel, 
as it says, Hine Anochi Sholeafachem et Eliyahu Hanavi, Lifne Boyom Hashem, Veshiv Lev Avot Albanim. So it says that Hashem is going to send Eliyahu Hanavi on that great day, and the father will, the Veshiv Lev Avot, and the heart of the father will return to the children. This coincides with the commentary of Targum Yonatan. He says, I'm establishing a peace covenant with him, with Pinchas, and will transform Pinchas into a Malach who will live forever to herald the redemption at the end of days. In other words, Pinchas merits to be Eliyahu who will announce the future redemption the Geulat Yisrael. In reality, for saving B'nai Yisrael from extermination, Pinchas was rewarded measure for measure with eternal life. What's the connection measure to measure? Because his act of self-sacrifice in killing Zimri and Kozbi, he put his life at stake because when he went into that tent, they could have killed him and nothing would have happened to them. They would have been permitted to kill him. He's, he risks his life that all the people of Shimon are not going to kill him. Therefore, he's given eternal life. The Zohar Kadosh tells us in Parshat Pinchas, regarding the battle that Pinchas waged, he waged the battle with the Malach HaMavet, with the angel of death. What happened? The plague started because of what was happening with, with Zimri and Kozbi, and the people were dying. And what did he do? When he killed, when he killed Zimri and Kozbi, the plague stops. Explains the Zohar Kadosh. It says that Pinchas ben Elazar, the son of Aaron Kohen, he rose from the midst of the assembly, and what happened? He saw. What did he see, the rabbis ask? What did he see? Did he see that they're, they're together? It says he perceived widely, he perceived wisely, says the Zohar, that the letter Mem, whatever this could mean, the letter Mem was floating in the air, and the letter Mem was completely covered in blood. Covered in blood was suspended above the of the heads of Bnei Israel. This letter mem. He perceived that this letter mem was a sign of the Malach Hamavit, the angel of death, attempting to unite the letter mem with the vav tet Mavit death, and bring death to Bnei Israel. Pinchas reacted by uttering the Shema Meforash, the special name of Hashem. And upon realizing that Pinchas then, and what did he do when he said it? He grabs the letter Mem. Upon realizing that Pinchas had snatched the letter Mem away from him, the Malach HaMavet, he immediately backs away. What does Pinchas do? He now takes that Mem from the Malach HaMavet, the one that he grasped, and he adds it to his own name. What does that mean? The Gematria of Pinchas is 208. The gematria of 208 is Resh and Chet, 208. He adds the Mem in between, Resh Mem Chet, and this is, the, this is Ramach Beyado. He takes the spear in his hand, and this is the power of the spear. It's the power of the spear. So, we see the event, the Pasuk states, Vayikach, he took. He took the Ramach in his hand. In other words, he used the letter Mem, which he took from the Malach HaMavet, and he snatched away from the Malach HaMavet, he snatched away his ability. And it says, and the Magifa stops from Bnei Israel. 
So this is the interpretation of the pasuk. Pinhas ben Elazad ben Aaron Kohen heshivet chamati me'al ben Israel. He deflected the wrath of the letter Mem, which hung full of blood over the heads of Ben Israel. When he zealously avenged Hashem among them through the Mem, through the Mem. So through the saving of the Mem, he saves Ben Israel. Rav Yitzchak Isaac of Kamarna. He has a commentary on the Zohar, and there he writes, In the future, HaKatosh Baruch Hu will bring the Yetzer Hara, and he'll slaughter him in front of all the Sadiqim, in, in front of the wicked. It says in the Gemara, in, the, in Gemara Mesechet Sukkah, that Hashem is going to take the Malach HaMavet. He's going to take the Satan, it's the same one, and he's going to slaughter him in front of the righteous and in front of the wicked. The, Zoli, the Holy Zohar, the Midrashim tell us, that we should know what is the name of Malach HaMavet. What is the name of Satan? The name of the Satan is Samach Mem Aleph Lamed. We use a short Samach Mem. Samach Mem Sam. We use this name. This is the name of the Malach HaMavet. The Baal Shem Tov reveals that in the future, what's Hashem going to do? How is He going to slaughter the Malach HaMavet? He's going to remove from the word, from the word Samach Mem Aleph Lamed. He's going to remove the Mem. And all we're going to have left is the Samach Aleph Lamed, which if we look in the 72 names of Hashem, is one of the names of Hashem and represents a Malach. And he's going to turn the Satan, this Samach Mem, into a good Malach. He's going to transform the Samach Mem from the Malach HaMavet into an angel of Kiddushah. This is the words of the Baal Shem Tov. The Sefer Kehilat Yaakov states that the letter Mem from the name Samach Mem, from the name of the Satan, alludes to the word Mavet, meaning death, signifying the fact that he uses this Mem in his name to kill his victims. For the Yetzer Hara is the Malach HaMavet, as it says in the Gemara, who's Satan? He's the Satan. Who Yetzer Hara? He's the Yetzer Hara, who Malach HaMavet. He's the Malach HaMavet. Says, what does he do? He takes this Mem and he uses it to kill. We're going to remove the Mem, and what's going to happen then? Like the Pasuk says, that every time we tell someone who's sitting, when we tell them that they should, they should know no more sorrow, we say, Bila HaMavet Lanetzach. Death will be swallowed up forever. The Mem will be redu- re- removed from the Samach Mem's name, and therefore there won't be death anymore. That's how he gets killed. Or that's how he gets slaughtered and transformed. Pinhas battles the Malach HaMavet, whose name is Samach Mem. He extracts the Mem from the death to Mavet, from his name. The Malach HaMavet intended to annihilate Israel Chas Shalom in the aftermath of what they did and they sinned in Shittim. He was hoping to utilize the evil portion of his name, the letter Mem, this instrument of death, and as a result, Pinchas's actions turn him from Samach Mem to Samach Aleph Lamed, transforming him in essence potentially into a good Malach. Now we can understand why Pinchas later on is rewarded by being Eliyahu Navi. Why he is Eliyahu Navi? Because in the end of days, who's the one who's going to come and transform death 
there's no more death. Who's the one who's going to transform and destroy the Malach HaMavet? That's going to be at the end of days, and that's going to be the time of Eliyahu Navi. So for what Pinhas did at that point, where he stopped the Malach HaMavet, in the future, he's rewarded to be associated with Hashem, stopping the Malach HaMavet in the end of days. So it would be fitting that the Malach HaMavet would have no power over him, allowing Pinhas Eliyahu to live forever, and it's suited that he would be the one to herald in the days when the Malach HaMavet is not going to be around anymore. So this is the meaning of Elazar ben Aharon HaKohen, Heshivir Hamatim al ben Yisrael. Because he took it betocham, betoch mem, through the mem, in all the effect of Pinchas' actions, was similar to the events that, the, 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 the events that will take place in the future. Another aspect. The Gemara says, When Zimri, the son of Salu, sinned with Cosby, the daughter of Sor, the halacha concerning one who has intimate relations with a non-Jewish woman momentarily escaped Moshe. Then Pinchas comes along, he recalls and he says to Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu, didn't you teach us, didn't you teach me that when you, when you came down from Har Sinai, that one who has intimate relations with this woman should be struck dead by a zealot? Moshe replies to Pinchas, that since you're the one who recalls the halacha, you should go and deliver the message. You should go and take care of it. The commentaries labor over Pinchas' statement to Moshe. Why did he specifically say to Moshe, Moshe, when you came down from Har Sinai, don't you remember you told us? Why does he have to bring up that you came down from Har Sinai? That's when you told us. The Shalach Kadosh exclaims, The Yetzer Hara, again he brings the same thing, is known by the name Samach Mem. And he's sustained by the letters Am Aleph Lamed. Now we know every Malach, their name generally ends with the letters Aleph Lamed. This is El, the name of Hashem, and this is what sustains the Malach. We have Gavriel, Michael, Raphael, Uziel, all the angels end with the Aleph Lamed, and that's what sustains them. The same is the Samach Mem. His name is Samach Mem, Aleph Lamed, and this is what sustains him as well, the Aleph Lamed. The Shalak Kadosh says, the Yetzir Hara is known as the Samach Mem, Aleph Lamed. In the future, what is Hashem going to do? He's going to cut off the Aleph Lamed from his name. He's going to break the power of the Aleph Lamed, which gives him energy. He's going to break it. And he's going to leave him, leave him without the Aleph Lamed. The question though is, didn't we just say that Hashem's going to take away the Mem and leave him as Samach Aleph Lamed and then he's going to be transformed into a good angel. So which one is it? Is Hashem going to take away the Mem? Or is Hashem going to cut off the final letters of the Aleph Lamed? The rabbis teach us that Hashem specifically used the name of the Samach Mem as Samach Mem Aleph Lamed in order to revert, take out the Mem and bring it to the name Samach Aleph Lamed, which is the name of Kedushah. Now he also has the El, which is sustained. So again, we say, which one is it? So we saw an answer from Rabbi Eliezer Lippa, the son of Rabbi Elimelech of Lezins, brought, brought by the Shvilei Pinchas, which is really most of the Shior. He suggests the way to deprive the Samach Mem from drawing sustenance from the letters Aleph Lamid is transforming the open Mem into a closed Mem. Now if you recall, last week we mentioned that the negative forces are within the, the letters of the, 
of the alphabet. There are 22 letters and there are five sofit letters. The five sofit letters are the letters we refer to as mansapach. Why do we say that those are the negative powers? Because they're ends. They stop. They don't continue. So they don't continue. They don't flow through. So the negativity is within those five letters. So now if we look at the same idea, we're going to see the same idea in the reverse relating to the mem, relating to the angel Samach Mem. As long as the mem within the name of the Samach Mem is an open mem, is a regular mem that flows, then the Samach Mem gets its power from the Aleph Lamed. But if you transform that mem from a regular mem to a mem sofit, it stops. So it breaks the Samach Mem from the Aleph Lamed. It breaks the connection of the word from the beginning to the end of the word. The Torah was given to B'nai Israel for the purpose of safeguarding our Kedushah. It says that the, the safeguarding of a Kedushah is reflected in the Mem Sofit, the final Mem. How? The final Mem is shaped like a, block, like a, like a box. It's closed on all sides and that resembles a protection. The Megaleh Amukot writes that B'nai Israel traveled in a camp with four sides closed, and the four sides again are like this Mem, which he refers to as the Mem, which protects B'nai Israel. Nevertheless, the Yetzir Hara tries to transform the Mem and break into the Mem. It tries to break through the Kedushah, looks for any opening, and through the opening, which is the open mem, because if you look at the open mem, it's only open a little bit on the bottom. It looks to get in and to break the whole thing apart. So when Hashem gave us the Torah, by requiring Moshe Rabbeinu to remain in the heavens 40 days and 40 nights, this was meant to teach us that the reason the Torah was given to B'nai Israel was for 40. What's 40? The mem, in order to form a border around Bnei Israel in order to close the Mem and that's what Moshe has 40 days and 40 nights it also explains why Rabbeinu HaKadosh when he wrote the Mishnah he begins the Mishnah with the words Me'ematai an open Mem and he closed the Mishnah with Beshalom with peace so what happens you start with an open Mem and the whole purpose of learning is in order to close the Mem in order to bring it into protection this illustrates again why the Torah was given to us over a 40-day period to protect like a fortified wall like this Mem. So Rabbeinu HaKadosh begins the Mishnah open, closes the Mishnah closed, and therefore the learning of the Mishnah is what brings us protection. Rabbeinu Bachya comments on the fact that we find two instances in Tanakh where if we look in the letters of the, of the, of the Pesukim, we see that in the middle of a word, there's a mem that has a closed mem, and in the end of a word, there's a mem that has an open mem, reverse of the rules. He explains from here that it allows us to understand that in order to protect ourselves, we have to take the open mem and convert it into a closed mem. This, we, we see the significance then of the name of the Malach HaMavit of being Samach Mem. Why? Because what do we want to do? We want to take the open Mem within his name, close the Mem within his name, and in essence, what does that do? It breaks off the Mem from the Aleph Lamed and eliminates the power of the Samach Mem. So how do we take the open Mem and two into a closed Mem? Through our learning, through our connection, through building the border, we're able to break the power of Satan, we're able to break the power of Malach HaMavet, which is exactly what 
is what is what Pinchas did. Based on what we learn, we begin to comprehend why Moshe revealed the halacha about someone who's intimate with a goya on Har Sinai when he came down from Har Sinai. Why? Because to protect the sanctity. What's the worst way? What's the way we lose? Is when we have immorality. When we have immorality, everything breaks apart. So Moshe is saying he spent 40 days, 40 nights to build the mem to close it. How do you keep it closed? By keeping sanctity. Says, and, and Moshe tells us in, in Devarim, you should not intermarry with them. You should not give your daughter to his son. You should not take the daughter for your son. He'll cause your child to turn away from after me. They'll worship God's other gods. Hashem's wrath will burn against you, etc., etc. We see that even in Egypt, at the 49th level of Tum'ah, the one thing B'nai Israel did not do was intermarry with the Egyptians. Moshe Rabbeinu came from Har Sinai. Only after spending 40 days and 40 nights, he explains these 40 days are a level of Kiddushah. They, can, they become the fortified wall. And therefore, what Pinchas did, Pinchas conveyed, conveyed to Moshe exactly what he said. He said, didn't you tell us when you were descending from Har Sinai, didn't you tell us that it was crucial for us to keep the men closed? Look what's happening here. Look what B'nai Israel are doing in Shittim. They're breaking over the Mem with Moab through the council of, of Bil'am, through the actions of Zimri. They're breaching the wall of Kiddushah. And as a result, a side of the closed Mem is opened. And the open Mem is a breach. This creates an opportunity for the Malach HaMavet to arouse his wrath. And the Malach HaMavet uses the Mem of Mavet. And then the Malach HaMavet comes and comes to kill 24,000 people, Pinchas sees this mem floating, and what does he do? Filled with blood, and he goes to take this mem away from the Malach HaMavet to break his power by closing in the walls of Kiddushah. The name Samach Mem, having an open mem, allows it to draw strength from the Aleph Lamed. By closing that mem, by closing it to a mem sofit, he takes away the power of the of the Samach Mem. So we say, just as Pinchas, who was Eliyahu, restored peace between B'nai Sinai and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in this world by sealing the breach in the wall of Kedushah, so we pray for the day that Eliyahu is going to come and he's going to again seal the breach. He's going to again seal the breach through the coming of the Mashiach. Tonight is Shiva Asar B'Tamuz. Tomorrow we fast. We fast because of the destruction of the Bet HaMikdash. The two Ber HaMikdashes were destroyed on Tisha B'Av. Shiva Basar B'Tamuz is the day that we finally, they break through into the, into the temple. They break through, they break through walls. Breaking through walls is taking the Mem, the 40 of the Torah, the 40 of the protection, and taking that Mem and opening up that Mem. What do we have to do? We have to reestablish ourselves like Pinchas, like Eliyahu, to take back the Mem through our connection to the Torah, through our learning of the Torah, through our families and bringing our families together, through building a wall around ourselves and families and community and all of our people, the wall of protection, in order to not allow the breach, in order to not allow the Samach Mem, the Satan, the, the Malach HaMavet, to have the power against us. 
we should be zocher as we go into Shiva Sabbath Tammuz. The breach was caused because a lack of love between us. Because we didn't do what we were supposed to do, we didn't connect properly. If we go and reestablish that love, reestablish that connection, we take the Mem, we close up the Mem, we break the power of Samach Mem to Aleph Lamid, we revert and remove the Mem in order to turn the negative angel, the Samach Mem, into Samach Aleph Lamid, and we bring Mashiach and Rabbi Amenu Amen. Really, all this power is in our own hands. It's in our own hands. I think this is the biggest thing that the Torah is teaching us. That when Hashem, when Moshe comes to Hashem and he says, Shelach na tishlach, it's also, we always find this word na, nun aleph, relating to Pinchas, relating to Eliyahu and Avi. Why? Nun aleph is none other than Nadab and Avihu. But when Moshe says that, he's saying to Hashem, you know what? Let's wait for the end. Let's wait for the person to the end. But that's not the idea to wait for the end. That's not the idea of just to send the guy who's going to finish the whole thing. The process is part of it. The process of going from A to B to C to D, the process of growth, the process of correction, the process of being challenged and looking at that challenge, facing that challenge and overcoming that challenge. We have a soul that's shechem, that fails with Dina, that comes back as Zimri, that fails with Kozbi, that comes back as Rabbi Akiva, and finally passes with the wife of Tunis Rufus. We have chances Hashem gives us. And like Rabbi Abitan always told us, it's never a matter of thinking in my next Gilgul, in my next life. Nothing to do with my next life. The rabbi would say, HaMechadesh betuvo bechol yom tamid. Hashem gives us a chance every single morning to start over. Every year we start over. Bang, 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 start new. Face the same challenges at a different level. A chance to overcome. Every month, Rosh Chodesh, renewal. Chance to overcome. Every week we go through Shabbat, start over again. Chance to fix and renew. And every single morning, every single day, we have a chance to renew. This is really the secret of Gilgul. Not to say, oh, when I come back in another lifetime, forget the other lifetime. When I come back tomorrow morning, what am I going to do facing the challenges Hashem gives me? Hey, I don't want the challenges. They're not fair. They're too difficult. They're hard to overcome. But Hashem gives us challenges that He knows that we could handle. He knows that we could overcome. He knows that He gives us the strength. So what do we have to do? We have to face those challenges. And when we face and overcome those challenges, then what do we do? We're, we're really closing up the mem. We're fortifying. We're fulfilling what Hashem wanted. We're taking the test and we're saying to Hashem, okay, I passed the test. Okay, I don't want the test, but I passed the test and I'm able to move forward. Hashem, we should go this Shiva Sabi Tamu Tamuz. Hashem should he says he's going to take the four fast days we read on Shabbat. The four fast days that we mentioned are all going to be changed from days of mourning to days of joy. Bezrat Hashem, we're going to see in our days, all of these days change from days of mourning to days of, of joy. From day, and we're going to see all of us together how we are going to slaughter the Samach Mem. We're going to slaughter the Satan. How? By creating that Mem to break up the Samach Mem, to separate his name, to take away his power, and then to actually transform the negative into positive. That's the greatest ability that we have. 
that we can transform the negative into positive. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. We'll post the recording, and whoever wants a copy can get one. Any questions, anyone could let me know.